Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, the show that talks about parenting and nerd culture in the 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and with me today is my brother from the same mother, my partner in crime, and hopefully almost permanent co-host, Joe Pugh. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. What's going on? Well, you know, another day in paradise, another day. So this show... When I was thinking about it, I wanted to do something that was unique, but also familiar. I wanted to bring a a broad look at the nerd culture. I don't think there is anything out there that kind of goes over this the way that this show will. Um, and, and which is why I brought you on, because both of us, you know, we kind of grew up not so nerdy, but kind of nerdy. Um, we grew up in a time when being a nerd was, you know, still bullied. Uh, we, we were at probably the I would I would argue, say the 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 big end of the dark ages of it. Yeah. Before it became mainstream to be kind of nerdy. Absolutely. So, like, I would argue, say, what was it, 2001 X-Men came out. I think that would be what I would consider the beginning of the the golden age. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of get an idea, like, uh, or bring out the idea of what this show is going to be about. Um, I would argue that I'm a lot nerdier than you. Oh, yeah, I've been most a- definitely. I, I think I, <laughs> I, you know, hit a couple of very niche, you know, subjects, but, uh, yeah, definitely nowhere compared to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I kind of hold that gauntlet with a little bit of pride. Um, but there's a lot of things out there, a lot, even so much that I'm still learning different things. And there's a lot of stereotypes to those. And I'm going to, I'm going to use the word a lot, I think today, just because yeah, you, it, a lot. They're, they're, use it a lot, a lot. lot. I'm going to use, use a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, because as there, there's so broad, it's such a broad, uh, name and spectrum for what there really is. Right. Uh, be, there's yeah, like the giant umbrella of, especially like, like, I think I just recently started my nerdy, you know, it, it really, like, you know, accepting it and delving into it. Um, and, you know, I've, I've met more nerdy people, and they bring up, like, I've always known about superheroes and whatnot, but, you know, they'll bring up random things, or you'll talk about random things, and, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm pretty sure that you're just making stuff up at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, even right now, like, I just recently... Like, oh my God, I can't even think of what it was that I was just learning a little bit more about. But and what uh, crocheting, we'll, we'll talk that uh, like that. There's like people actually crochet little uh, superheroes and anime characters and all this stuff. And I at first I was like, that's not really nerdy. That's like something our mom did. But you look at it and like I saw a guy wearing a knitted Cthulhu uh, face mask for winter. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. that's, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely nerdy. And I'm like, who made that? And he goes, oh, my girlfriend made this for me. She <laughs> does what insert, you know, whatever fandom nerdy thing. And she knits it. And I was like, OK, that's kind of cool. And, you know, there's there's there are there's stereotypes that go with certain things. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons kind of has that stereotype of, you know, you play in your mom's basement. You don't ever leave your mom's basement. Um, You're sweaty, nasty, and you're just not a fun person to be around. And you go up there and dress out, which is quite the contrary. In fact, a lot of uh, 
famous people, actors, comedians, uh, musicians actually play Dungeons and Dragons and games like Warhammer 40K. Um, right, yeah. Just to name I, a few. I wonder if that yeah, like also attributes to like, you know, this nerdy culture becoming so popular because like, I mean, D&D, especially right now, is very mainstream, you know, in a way. Like, everybody's talking. Like, you know, it's it just become more acceptable. So it's like, Absolutely. oh, you see, you yeah. know, you see, you know, jacked, you know, uh, Vin Diesel, you know, playing D&D. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe it is cool, you know, kind of thing like that. Absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, I think uh, some of the people I was going to name off was like, uh, I think it was uh, Stephen Colbert. uh Conan O'Brien, Henry Cavill. Uh, Henry Cavill actually plays uh, Warhammer 40K. He plays Custodes. During the pandemic, he was even uh, showing off pictures. He's like, well, I can't act. Here, let me paint my miniatures that have been sitting collecting right. dust. And, and you know, he, that just makes it even cooler because, I mean, you know, Geralt, you know, if Geralt's playing <laughs> D&D, then I mean, I'm going to play D&D. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... I want to kind of go over that because the stereotypes do exist, but there's also a lot of people out there that just don't understand. They don't, they're, they're afraid to ask the questions too. Um, a lot of people will go to when I, I've asked friends to go to Ren fairs, Renaissance fairs, and they will be, Oh, I don't want to dress up. I don't want to see this or no, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, those those have nothing to do with this. It Ren fairs are quite literally your county fairs with mead and beer a lot more and wine. And stuff and, like that. Yes, a lot more yeah. And they have dudes dressed up as knights just beating the living snot out of each other. So, and you get to eat the uh, giant turkey leg, you get to have your mead, and you get to watch this. And it goes, okay, this is fun. And then they have all the games and stuff that you would have at regular fairs, except it's, you know, more fantasy based. You get your, and then you have games like your archery and axe throwing. And I got to shoot a crossbow, the one in Chicago, which was really fun. Hmm. Um, I was horrible at it, but it was fun. And then there's other things like cosplaying. Um, which people don't have a really idea of. Uh, heck, even my mother-in-law was like, you dress up for Halloween? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's people go to these conventions and they put tons of money into these costumes and they dress up like their favorite game characters from like Fortnite, Halo, or they dress up as fantasy, anime, insert whatever. And it's it's a blast, and you get to see all these things. You get to buy nostalgic things. You just see can find like how creative stuff. these people can be, like insanely. Absolutely. Like how the hell did but, you make that? Like oh yeah, just some styrofoam <laughs> or something. <laughs> some PVC piping, uh, you know, soldering all this electrical equipment together so I could have these wings flap out. Oh yes, it also makes you an espresso. I can't like when the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake came out. I can't tell you how many videos I watched of all these people making Buster Sword out of you know like basically pvc pipe and styrofoam it's like jesus that looks so cool like i couldn't do that but hey i will definitely pay you for one of those but absolutely yeah, the talent these people have is amazing and what I, and what i really like about it is how much the nerd culture has an effect and a lot of people don't realize this how much of an effect it has on hollywood um shows movies like X-Men and the Avengers and all the Marvel and DC movies they made a huge boost in our, our fandom 
uh, they and now you got movies like Resident Evil was coming out. It wasn't that great, but is it whatever? Uh, but you have Monster Hunter. Yeah, I was gonna say which you just is, sent me the trailer for Monster Monster Hunter. It's like, <laughs> oh, cool. Like, I mean, I never thought about making a movie, but it seems so obvious now. Yeah, no, but it, I, I would look at it this way. There's nowhere in my mind did I ever think a 12-foot sword made out of bone and metal running around. Basically the same stuff you'd see in Final Fantasy. These things were never – nobody's going to go, no, that makes sense. I could absolutely see somebody running around with a 500-pound sword on their shoulder and wielding it like it weighs three pounds. But we have that now. That's coming out, and that's an effect of it. Um the the DC fans uh, who did not like uh, the uh, the injustice or not injustice oh my gosh I can't uh, I know I'm screwing up here <laughs> well uh, no longer the quintessential nerd um, yeah hey it's been fun I, I, <laughs> I'm handing off my crown to the next guy I'm like here you go um, the Justice League movie uh, when they did that. It, Nobody liked it. it. There was a. I mean, there are people that do like it, but they're the fandom was mad, and people were buying out billboards saying, "Give us the Zack Snyder cut." Uh, and yeah, it, it really did. They were petitions were signed. There was so much stuff that happened, and eventually, they're like, "All right, we'll do it. We'll we'll give you that cut." And now, instead of it being a movie. Mm-hmm. Just a single three-hour movie. It's going to be, I think, two-hour. It's going to be four, two-hour episodes for HBO Max. And so that's where the fans won. The fans have a voice. Nerd culture has an extreme voice. I mean, a San Diego Comic-Con is a huge thing. New York Comic-Con. Um, Adepticon in Chicago. All these conventions, these things didn't exist beforehand. And fun fact, uh, it was actually, I found this out, crime in cities where cons are happening, during the conventions, crime is significantly lower because of that. Everybody's just happy to see dudes dressed up as giant, you know, anime characters and senior superheroes. Like, hey, Batman's here. All right. Yeah, maybe I won't rob this lady today. (laughs) I'll Tomorrow, wait until, though, <laughs> you know these vigilantes are out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the effect. And so, uh, going back because we, I totally segued off here. Um, yeah, of course. I, the train got majorly derailed. Was the fact that we have that culture, we have those stereotypes, we have those ideas, and people need to learn or don't need to learn, but you know, are curious to learn or they'll walk away from this podcast. Well, you know what? This might be a thing I want to check out now more than ever. There's been like this desire to learn. Oh, absolutely. And you know, people don't know things. Um, I have friends all the time. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go play D and D. And they're like, Oh, well, what's that like? And I go, well, let me tell you, come on over. Well, now he can't redo it because of the, the pandemic, but it used to be like, come on over. Or, yeah, and I'll get back to that because I, I put a pin in that because gaming because of the pandemic is is a whole new subject right there. That's just awesome. Uh, but they'll, they'll invite him over and we'll sit there. I'm like, all right, so you, you make your character. You do whatever you want. Well, I don't, you know, do, do you want to build a, 
of a wizard. Okay, you want to build a wizard. Like, think outside the box. Don't be Harry Potter. You know, do whatever you want to do. Be whoever you want to be and have fun with it. Right. I mean, just D&D specifically, we can like do a whole episode. I mean, I could talk for hours about it, but (laughs) I think I think that's going to be a couple episode one. That's that's like the nice thing about that is you can it is the biggest game you could possibly think of with unending possibilities. Like you could literally be like, oh, I'm just like, you know, a boring knight because, you know, that's just what I want to be. Or, I mean, if you wanted to be Harry Potter, you can absolutely be Harry Potter or whatever. Like that, that's just the nice thing about it is it's literally unlimited possibilities. And, you know, it's a great game because, you know, especially now more than ever, you can hang out with your friends and collaborate on storytelling. Like what's more fun than that? And there, there's no wrong answers. It literally can be infinite. There's and definitely some so answers, I, but that doesn't mean they're wrong. <laughs> um, give you a couple stories. So one of the I can't take credit for this guy, but I ended up getting it from uh, my boy, Bob. And we'll definitely be bringing him on the show because he's just he's full of all sorts of stories. Um, but we came up with this uh this uh this this gnome uh, a drewer gnome i think is what it was is a, a dark gnome and now the D people are going to get mad at me because i don't know races um he but he was a scottish speaking conspiracy theorist uh bard <laughs> gnome and so he like we would i'd be with him and he'd be like walking down uh he was talking, uh, just walking down a path, and the guy's like, all right, you're walking down a road. And he's like, all right, what do you see? He's like, I don't know, a uh, field. All right, what else is there? There's a cow. What's the cow doing? I don't know, it's chewing. And, you know, Bob's like, well, is the cow looking at me? Sure, the cow's looking at you. Well, I don't like that cow. We got to kill the cow. Why are you going after the cow? Dude, that cow could be reporting to somebody. And he went on this whole elaborate tangent, and it's so clever. And it was so much fun. Depending on, like, your DM. <laughs> The thing is, that cow could be up to some, you know, he could be it up could to something, be. man. He could, there's so many different possibilities. And then it gives the, the, the DM, or for people who don't know this, Dungeon Master. DM, it gives GM, them, Game Master. Yeah, Game yeah, Master. Yeah. You know, there's a thousand, mm-hmm. thousand titles. Um, but it gives them more stuff that they can use. Because they could have been like, I've, I've literally seen guys just do, hey, um, you know, all they'll have is like one word. And they'll be like, Dragon. <laughs> and that's that's their whole thing and they're just like ah, oh, we'll wing it and then the other times we'll have this whole elaborate thing and you, you just completely segue off of it and but you can do fun stuff like uh i did i did a game where it was we were fighting a zombie tiger and i was like all right we're probably gonna die from this and i had this little vial with like a combustible equipment or like basically like a molotov magical molotov and I said, you know what? I'm going to do something stupid because I'm probably going to die. I looked at the, the DM and I said, I'm going to attempt to throw this bottle down the tiger's throat and have it explode and catch on fire. And, <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, what? You want to do what? And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Listen to me. If I'm going to die, I'm going to go out like a G. And he just like, he let la- everybody was dying laughing. They're like, all right. So I roll my D20, which is a 20 sided dice. And it rolled, I rolled a nat 20, a natural 20. And I was like, it's, it's always completely succeeded. Like when you're, <laughs> you're just, doing the most like insane thing and it's like, okay, yeah, there's no way this is going to possibly work. Like roll for it anyways, <laughs> if you really want to waste your time and then boom, nat 20, like 
Okay, Nat I 20. guess there's nothing I can do about this. And, and he just looks at him and he goes, huh, okay, roll for damage. And he goes, well, it's a tiger, so it doesn't know how to put itself out of fire. So I guess for the rest of the game, this thing is going to be running around. So in your mind, imagine a zombie tiger, not only a zombie tiger, like wide-eyed and falling apart, but also flaming and trying to fight people. <laughs> so I don't know if it was a good thing or it was a bad thing, right, yeah. but it definitely but it happened. Definitely and it was thing. And it was so fun. I walked away from that game having so much fun. And we actually brought in, we brought people, new people into this game who'd never played before. And they go, are all games like this? And I said, not all of them, but they're, they're typically fun. If you don't leave away laughing and making jokes about stuff that had happened, you're not doing it right. And that's, that's the fun thing about all these hobbies, that all these things in the nerd culture, you can do these things. You can walk away learning something. You can have a good time, even if you get your butt kicked in these games. And a majority of them, you will. Like uh, Cthulhu, uh, Call of Cthulhu, there's never a happy ending in those RPGs. Um, Warhammer 40K, Warhammer Hordes, uh, these are you know different types of tabletop games where you're using miniatures. You know, they're not just a hobby it, or they are. It's it's not just a game. It is a huge hobby. There's lore behind them and there's all this in-depth stuff. And I, I have friends that I've told you about uh, that know nothing about any of these nerdy games. And they go, holy cow, that was fun. Um, I had a good friend. He you know, he was looking for something to do because he didn't have a hobby. And especially during the pandemic, which is the uh, it's a double bladed sword, this pandemic, because it's gotten people to embrace these hobbies a little bit more and it's also you know kept people from doing it but they came up with clever ways like using discord yeah i was gonna say like you know now like i mean whether it's D or um there's i don't i've never used it but i've heard about um tabletop simulator on steam yes essentially yeah. i don't know how easy it is to use but you know whatever there there are options where you can you know, roll 20 for D&D if you want the tabletop aspect, uh, you know, it, it, whatever sources, there are options out there where, you know, you don't, you don't get necessarily, for me personally, like I prefer the tabletop, like actually getting with some friends, but obviously in these circumstances, that's not an option. So, I mean, it, the nice thing is there are still options available. Like you can still huge- play with your friends. Yeah. And that's a stereotype. You're, you're literally your uh, the conversation we're having right now. The stereotype you're beating right there is the fact that we'll just call it nerds. Nerds are antisocial. Far from it. We're some of the most social, and it, it, you're gonna have those angry dudes. You're gonna have that comic book guy from the you know, Simpsons, neckbeard. You know, yes, the neckbeard. I mean, oh, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> you know, everybody has a stereotype, but yeah, it, they exist. It's just like in football, you're gonna have those. Player, people who are over enthusiastic and angry that you don't support the same team, uh, which is, I think, why I got into the Baltimore Ravens is just to get mom's blood pressure up. <laughs> um, but you have those stereotypes. But for the most part, when you say when you come up to somebody and be like, hey, you know, I you like Dungeons and Dragons or you like Warhammer 40K. I like Warhammer 40K let's just talk about this hobby for a little bit or you're somebody who wants to be interested into it. And I was explaining to uh, my boy Jay who has never done a nerdy thing in his life. And I was like, dude, you got to check out Warhammer 40 K. And he's like, ah, I don't want to do the miniatures. I'm like, dude, there's more than just miniatures to it. There's books, there's comics, there's, I mean, there's even video so games. Much. If you like, the there video is, games. there is like, 
Yeah, the video game wasn't that great, though. Yeah, I'm not, I, mean, I liked yeah. it, but it, it's, eh, it, it's to be option, honest. <laughs> there, there, there is. There is options. There's, you know, no, no, there actually, there is a lot more on Steam now. Um, they got their own, like, Diablo-esque ones. Uh, but I was talking to them about orcs in Warhammer 40K. So they're they're not like your Lord of the Rings kind of orcs. They are, they're fungus-based, right? So they're mushrooms. They're, they're, they're just these angry, they're not even angry. They're very happy. They love just being violent. They like making things out of like, they're like Mad Max style, futuristic space orcs. And they're actually the most psychically empowered, I think is the word I want to use, creatures. Like they're, they're so psychically strong, but they're so stupid. Like they have IQ lower than mayonnaise. And I, I, I haven't they, had much experience with Warhammer, but there was some game that I played. I don't remember which one it is, but it, it's something you recommended or something. But uh, you, yeah, I think I remember you talking about that. Like they like you were saying, like if they think like that something happens, like if they they think their ship flies or something like that, then it just flies. Yeah, because, because they're psychic they, or something like that. Yeah, they, they, they're they're so psychically strong that that stuff does it because they believe it. And there's a, there was a story where they were fighting like regular humans, which are called the Imperial Guard, and they they the guy is the guard. They ran out of bullets, and they're like what do we do? And somebody's like, what if we point the guns at him and go bang, bang, bang. And then everybody's like, wait, what? And they are like, all right, screw it. Let's do it. And because they were doing it, the orcs thought they were getting shot and they were heads were exploding and they were getting all these random wounds because they believed it. Um, their guns don't actually fire. If you hold their gun, it won't actually fire. Only they can make it work because they believe it works. And that's, hilarious to me that they're so psychically powerful that and they, they they don't even know it which is you know and he cried laughing about it and so i ended up hitting him up with like an audible that's uh prophets of wah and it's 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 literally like a theatrical uh play uh completely audio and it is good it's, it was great it made me laugh and the the guy it's by his name's neil gaiman or no 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 it wasn't neil gaiman was it oh was it Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman wrote Sandman. Um, what was the guy's name? Guy Haley. That was who it was. Guy Haley. Um, Guy Haley. I've, I'm 50, 50 with his work. He's a great writer. There's no question about it. Um, he does kind of go on these tangents. Sometimes I feel like uh, how Stephen King does books, uh, but like they, they go into, I feel like sometimes some unnecessary detail fluffing it up just a little bit like you know they're fluffing it and then you're like all right and I, I get it that's a lamp and that's the best 40k lamp and you know on Terra and just like okay I don't care that the guy bought it for three dollars and 25 cents and then like he he was getting it as an anniversary gift for his wife which is by the way is a terrible anniversary gift and who gets them and I'm like okay I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done but he wrote this one and I cried laughing listening to this uh play and, I, and I, ha- I had to recommend it. And he goes, is this what all 40K is like? And I said, there's a good portion of it. And he goes, that's awesome. I said, welcome to the world of Warhammer 40K. Enjoy your stay. You're about to buy some plastic crack. And <laughs> um, so, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's all the stuff that we're talking about. This is kind of what I want to bring to the table and kind of broaden the horizons for people and what they're looking into and 
maybe walk away from the show wanting to learn more or wanting to get into that hobby. And then we can start setting them up. We'll put links in for each show uh, to because I want we're going to the goal is to do at least 12 episodes, including this one. I would like to get 24 episodes done in a we'll call it a physical year because it is now October Um, and then kind of going from there to, hey, this is what we're doing. Right. And, uh, you know, if you're listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, um, uh, don't worry, because odds are I don't either. Uh, You know, I've got a very specific, you know, tunnel visioned, uh, you know, experience with nerdy stuff. Um, So, yeah, for the most part, uh, I'll probably be learning about anything and everything, too. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the show, because you do have you have dipped your toe into the waters of nerdum fandom. However, we're going to make you dive completely into it. And that's what's going to be really fun about it. I got, you know, growing up playing games all the time, like video games. But, you know, uh, as much as it I don't know if it's loved or hated now, you know, it, it shifts. But uh, mostly Xbox, um, which is I think is considered a sin. Console gaming is sinning. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I just recently got like a PC and stuff. So that's still pretty new to me. And, you know, like I said, other than D&D, uh, The Hobbit, <laughs> Some Diablo. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, uh, that's and I definitely can get behind that a little bit. Um, I'm nerdy wise. I'm I'm pretty. I would say I'm definitely uh, more cultured. Uh, again, there's things I definitely don't know, um, but that's why we're gonna have. The, like I said, the, one of the the. the the goals is to try to do 24 episodes, one episode a month where it's just you and I talking about stuff. Uh, and then one episode where we're going to have a guest host on to talk about their said subject. So whatever the one. So we're going to be having some guest hosts on and just kind of give you guys an idea. We're going to be having uh, people on for uh collecting toy vintage toy collecting i'm gonna have a, a guy on for that uh we're gonna be bringing on specific games as well as generic ideas so like rpgs and which role-playing games like dungeons and dragons uh death watch call of cthulhu uh and generic uh tabletop games which would be warhammer 40k war machine hordes uh x-wing stuff like that but yeah, we're we're definitely going to have the guest host on where we're talking about uh, these specific things, and going from there, it, it just kind of us talking to each other about each subject, and then having the guest host on, and it, it's going to be a really great time, and I can't wait to to get each episode into place. Um, but yeah, on that note, let's go ahead, let's take a quick break, uh, kind of go over everything, and uh, we'll start the second part of the show. Back to the show. So the first part of the show, we talked about what our intentions were with it, what kind of some of the stereotypes that we deal with, uh, kind of just overall what the show is going to do, what we want to do with it, what we want to get out of it, and what we want our listeners to get out of it. This part of the show, I wanted to 
sit down and just one on one with you, Joey, mm-hmm. and just kind of talk about a little bit about ourselves, uh, how we've grown up. And yes, we're brothers, but you and I have had very vastly different uh, experiences and just like the whole fandom culture of being nerdy and just the the i don't even know a good word for it other than just like it's the culture that we've grown up in and the era of nerdiness that we grew up in versus what's now and how vastly different that has been uh, so I kind of got to, you know, brace yourself. I have some questions for you and I'm going to answer them after you um, just to kind of get an idea, you know, so listeners can kind of find out a little bit about us and then, you know, just talk about them. So let's let's go ahead and let's start it with this. Um, when would you say that you became more comfortable talking to others about your hobbies when would you say like you you know you could have that conversation about dungeons and dragons warhammer 40k those kind of things comics and nobody kind of gave you that weird look yeah i mean preface this i probably all my experiences with whatever is gonna probably involve D somehow but um you know it honestly didn't start until like i mean i've only been playing dd for like maybe three years now give or take mm-hmm. you know um, and it, you know, I followed like some comedians or, you know, um, Matt Mercer is a big one where mm-hmm. I, like I would follow these people and like, like just see how much fun they're having. And I was like, you know what, I'll try it with, you know, some friends. And then that, it just ended up really well. Like we just ended up having a great time. None of us knew what we were doing, but it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, what, what was your, uh, what was your race that you played? Uh, actually I DM'd my first session. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. you went Which from was, I know nothing to right. hey, I'm in control of this game. Right. Well, at the time, like, because none of us knew what we were doing, so it was like, okay, yeah, everybody was down to play. Like, I got a group of like three other guys. We're like, okay, so who's gonna run this thing? And I was like, well, we're all just like standing <laughs> in a circle, like, uh, you know, you want to do it? I was like, well, you know, I brought it up, and I really want to try this out. So sure, I'll start it out. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it just went really well, so I was, like, telling anybody and everybody about it, like, it's like, yo, you have to try this out, like, it's so much fun, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there's still, like, it, like deep down when, like, you're talking to, like, somebody you're not, like, a super close friend with, that it's, like, ooh, it's still, there's that, at least for me, because I'm still pretty new at this, like, a little bit, of, like, oh, you're a nerd, like, yeah, man, like, but it's fun. Like, I don't know, like, using it so I kind of, like, tiptoe into it more. So there's, you, you, you know, there's still, like, a little bit shells. of, like, um, you know, uh, yeah, it, a little bit of, like, shame that I'm still working through, which, you know, but, I mean, it, you know, for the most part, it's it's great. And if anybody and I think will. And I think that's interesting. I think that's a really interesting starting point for your your voyage your crusade if you will (laughs) into the nerd culture because we grew up it it, it, we grew up with that that lifestyle that D&D was not a good thing yeah it it was that it was it was it wasn't that we were raised like that that is the devil it's just I think we just looked down upon yeah growing up we had two 
like completely different parents like their ideals yeah like you know on our mom's side it's more you know tradition not super traditional but you know it you know you know kids go play outside or you know you play sports or kind of almost mentality where on our dad's side it's hey i'm gonna dress you up like a dragon today and then we're gonna like learn about (laughs) bows and arrows and you know it was it was very yeah it was very interesting and and then you know when our parents separated it 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 kind of came down to like okay this is we the association that happened with our upbringing and the nerd culture it it, it did have a negative effect and it could have had a absolutely different we could be having a different podcast right now where we're talking about why all this stuff is evil and bad and like <clears throat> and it, it, it I'm was. sorry, it was, there's <laughs> demons in D and D. I don't think so. <laughs> Not for me. How dare you learn math? Which <laughs> in, it truly improv skills. If any, nobody's ever played D and D at this point. Truly, at this point, it is just you know a lot of math, a lot of and doing a lot of improv. dumb accents with friends that are. <laughs> probably racist it's you know it's hard to tell like stereotyping yeah yeah most definitely yeah not i haven't gotten a lot of evil from it so far no 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 i can't say no not i I guess i was more evil i'm pretty sure Peta is going to have a field day with me when they learned i threw down a a zombie tiger's throat a fireball well at that point you know is it okay if it's a zombie zombie rights man come on <laughs> this isn't a political but, podcast. Please don't. No, yeah, no, we're right. we're going to avoid politics as much as possible. Please and thank you. Um, so I would say honestly, I I kind of had that mentality too for the longest time. I I I, I always had the nerd love i had the the culture but i kept it i i, I kind of kept it concealed for the longest time and i honestly want to say probably like if anybody ever looks at pictures of me when i was a kid they could look that guy was a nerd there's no doubt about it there's no arguing it however i would honestly say it probably i didn't fully bloom if we will, and who I didn't come to that pubescent age of nerdum until I would say probably um, close to 2008, uh, to, yeah, 2008. And that was actually uh, when I went up to, I was in the Navy and went up to New York for Fleet Week. And these kids, they uh, they gave us all a bunch of stuff. And this, this one kid, he actually gave me a comic and I, I still own it. Um, Taskmaster from Marvel, and I'm not sure if you're familiar who he is. No, but he uh, was a former Shield agent, and he had a he had an ability. I don't know if it was considered a super ability, but he could memorize any movement, attack, defense, anybody else did. He like he had photo uh, a f- photo memory. What is it? The the word I'm looking for. Help me here. I can't think. Photographic photographic memory. memory. There we. That's the word. Wow. Uh, uh, he had a photographic memory. However, whenever he would learn something, he would lose a piece of himself. So he forgot his family. He forgot the ones he loved and cared about. And he knew he was making those sacrifices. But eventually it took so much out of him, he became a villain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you get to see this guy go from good to bad. And it wasn't the idea of what I had of comics. Because in my mind comics were like what you saw from back when Stan Lee and them were very first starting these comics. You saw Spider-Man's, you know, these 1950s style comics. And I, I thought that was how it still transitioned even today. And I had that stereotype idea. 
and I read this and I'm like, wow, there's plot, there's depth, there's everything in this comic that you would want in a movie. And I was like, okay, this is definitely something I could get into. And I did. I, I ended up delving into Avengers and I actually ended up finding Deadpool uh, back in like, I want to say 2009 because he had a new series that started and I was crying laughing. And I was like, dude, have you guys heard about this guy, Deadpool? Nobody had heard of him. And of course, and not to play that hipster card, like I liked him before he was cool. Uh, no, but he's uh, like he, he was. He was a non, nobody knew of him if you didn't know who he was. And so when they came out with the movie, it was it was actually really cool. And I got really excited because he was amazing. See, and, my experience oh, with Deadpool was completely different because I didn't know about him until, you know, the movies came out. And then you've yeah. got the extreme fans who are like, well, you, know, you can't <laughs> like him. It's like, I mean, I thought the movie was good, man. Like, I don't know what your problem is. Like, shouldn't you be excited? Hey, Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. There is, I will give that, there is, that is the one problem, and we'll discuss this in another episode, but the oversaturation of things that you love. Like, case in point, I'm huge into Star Wars, love Star Wars, and it's a double-bladed sword because now Disney owns it, and it is literally everywhere to the point of, it's like, ugh. Or Walking Dead, zombies, oh my god, I used to love zombies, and then Walking Dead became this huge deal, and Hollywood sees dollar signs. I don't think it was necessarily yeah. Walking Dead that totally killed it. Like, zombie culture just became a huge thing, and then yeah, no, 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 everybody no, yeah. was doing it. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was movies, uh, the zombie, they, when when Hollywood starts making, like, Twilight-esque style movies with zombies, where it's a girl who's in love with a zombie, and then you, you start to question things, that's when you know it's gotten to that level. <laughs> um all right so kind of like piggybacking on that what would you say your fondest nerdy memory is you know it definitely either came down to that you know very first time i played D, which was like you know you know as a little kid you experience something new and it's like so great and like it was nice that you know i was what i think 25 or 26 when i first started so it was like oh to get that feeling over like again like this is brand new this is awesome um or it was either that or back when we got um, in the N64, like when we were still living in Virginia, and mm. we had, there was that one night, I don't know if you remember this, but you're like, for like a week maybe, we were like, okay, we're going to stay up late, wait till mom goes to bed, and then we're going to go out there and play the N64. And every night I would fall asleep, but then there was like the final <laughs> night where I was like, you know what, I'm not doing it. So I, I brought in a, like a chair from the kitchen or something. And I sat in the yeah. chair all night until I thought, like, Mom went to bed. And I went out there to play, I don't know what it was. It might have been, like, Super Smash Bros. or Pokemon Go. Or, not Pokemon Go. Um, ICU Pikachu. The stadium? Um, oh, my right, God. Something like that. And I was, like, it was, like, truly, like, my first time playing, like, a video game or something. And I was, like, this is the greatest thing. Like, I was having so much fun <laughs> for about maybe five minutes because I don't know how old I was. Like, I, I was a little, little kid, like. But I, I probably thought I was being super quiet, but I probably had the TV blasted instantly. <laughs> Ma came out and she's like, go to bed. I was like, oh, OK, yeah, 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 yeah. And then shut it off. But for that, like, couple minutes where I was like playing, it's like, this is the You're greatest thing. Right. And I was like, I was hooked. Yeah. And it's like, oh, awesome. a little bit of rebellion in it, too. Look at you. I don't remember that, but I'm sure that that did happen. Yeah, because I just um, remember being frustrated because like. You're like, we're going to do this. And every night I would fall asleep. And I was like, not tonight, not tonight. And I did it. It just only worked for about five minutes. Uh, That's funny. 
Yeah, we weren't stealthy like that. No. God, no. At, all. <laughs> at all were we stealthy like that. Um, I'm trying to think what my fondest memory was. And you know what? I, I Actually, I, I know this one. This was a hard one for me to... Because I, you know, obviously I wrote these questions, and so I got to think a little bit about myself. And even now, I was still been contemplating it, but I think I've settled on one, and it's it's a, it's a recent one. Um, it's actually how I met Bob, and so we're up in Indiana, and uh, you know, we just moved in. Jackie and I just moved into the uh, apartment, and you know, I'd been doing college and work and it just was a, a lot of hectic stuff and she looks at me and she goes look there's a comic shop around the corner called Sarge's or Galactic Greg's Galactic Greg's sorry Sarge's is in New London um, but she's like Galactic Greg's why don't you go over there check it out and you know see what's going on uh, and so I called up beforehand I'm like hey what does everybody play over there and they're like oh we play you know they have War Machine Hordes, and they have 40K, Pokemon, a bunch of other card games that I just wasn't into. So I was like, okay, well, I play Hordes, Warmer Hordes, and uh, 40K. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take them over there. And I brought over the War Machine Hordes, and I brought it out, like, out of this huge thing, a box carrying. I'm walking in there all awkward, and I look, and everybody's playing 40K. And I was like, hey, who here plays uh, War Machine Hordes? And it was just crickets. And I was like, oh, no, no. And guys are like, we play 40K. Do you have an army? And I'm like, I was about to say I do. And the guy's like, dude, don't worry. If you don't have an army, I got you. And I was like, no, 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 I do have one. But thank you. And it was it was that moment that he was like, look, they wanted to make sure I enjoyed myself and had a good time, even though I came with the wrong stuff. But luckily I did. I had my my Tyranids in the, the car. And so I went and grabbed them. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be honest. I've never played before. I kind of watched some videos and I knew I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no worries, that's that's cool. And they, like, we played a two versus two. We played, you know, I can't remember how many points. I think it was 2,000 points between uh, 1,000 points each of us. And we worked as a team, and we played against each other. And they're, like, giving me tips and tricks. Like, the other the, the, the guy's playing against. They're like, look, if you're going to, I would recommend doing this, this, and this. And we're making jokes the entire time. We're laughing. And then Jackie comes in, and they're like, hey. And everybody is just warm and welcoming. They can't, they can't she brought in Ethan. And the never once did I feel awkward. Never once did I feel ousted, even being the new guy. And... We ended up seeing him a couple days later over at that popcorn festival, and I ran into uh, a few of the guys, and like, they're just like, hey, you're the guy from uh, Galactic Greg's, the new guy, Steve. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, hey, come hang out with us. And so it was that camaraderie that brought me in a lot more to it. Like They knew I didn't know anything, and they still built that friendship and that bond to where, like... Mm-hmm. You know, Bob and I talk pretty much on a daily basis. We'll hit, you know, we'll hit each other up and just talk about nothing. And it's it's nice that you're able to build those kinds of friendships off literally a a game of plastic. There were so many ways that could have gone. Uh, I could have played a bad game against somebody. I could have played against somebody who was overly competitive. And you have those moments and you have those experiences. And that's so frustrating for a lot of people because 
there are bad apples. There's bad apples in everything. I think, and, I mean, you don't really hear about the good experiences as much, like, I mean, with anything. Like, people, you know, you really only remember, like, as a, you know, a, a generalized statement, the bad stuff. Like, so you oh, hear yeah. all no, these horror happens. stories of, like, you know, I mean, it's probably part of a reason why I've never gone. It's like you hear all these horror stories of like, oh, you know, I went to go join and all these guys were, you know, super rude. And now I don't want to play anymore. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, more often than not, you're going to find these like groups of like, because people want to share like their hobbies yeah. and interests. Like, and that's oh, such a huge part of like developing your love for, you know, D&D or 40K or, you know, Magic the Gathering or what have you. So since we're talking about these things, uh, what are some of the things that you're into? Like I could list off, I can, I'm going to make a huge list if I were to do this, but I'll probably do like my top three. Okay. Maybe good, Cause I think I have maybe three. <laughs> you have, you're like, cool. I have one. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just like, you know, super busy right now with work and school and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I have to really allocate my time to things that I really, really want to do. So like, Pretty much right now, it's Diablo. Uh, oh, not Diablo. Um, uh, D&D, Boulder's Gate that just came out, Boulder's Gate 3, which is just D&D. Um, I'll occasionally play some Diablo. Um, okay. And then, like, you know, book side, it's pretty much just The Hobbit. I think I've read that, which, you know... I, I like the Hobbit better you than Lord know of the, the Shire. Yeah, no, I forgot about that. I forgot you. You do you still have the original J.R.R. books? I have three different copies of it, and then <laughs> I have a, a copy on my phone. Well, because I have like the original book, um, and then uh, I have like you know uh, the novelty one where it's like leather bound in gold pages and whatever. You know, um, is it different in any book? Oh, like, are no, some no, words no, no. different? I, uh, I mean, not that I've. <laughs> You're like, noticed. wait a minute. There's a the here. Where is it at? <laughs> uh, Bomber uh, isn't actually big in this one. I, I'm my <laughs> world is turned upside down. Um, and then I have like um, an audio version on my phone. I think in like Audible okay. or something like that. And I might actually have a text version on my phone too. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you it's, get text from the Shire right, once yeah, a week. Yeah. <laughs> Frodo says hi. And I, I understand it's not like the quintessential like nerd book, but um, you know I like no, it. No, it's so it very much me. is. I would argue it's it's the Lord of the Rings books. I would argue defined fantasy culture hardcore well, because you have the you have. I mean, all, granted, all these things existed beforehand. I mean, I'm basing this off of um, one thing that I heard and I never bothered to look up. Um, okay. But that being said, supposedly uh, he. Token came up with uh, uh, orcs as a concept. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I, I'd heard that rumor too that he had come up with them. I've I don't put know how zero true that is. Into it, but yeah, I, I would argue that because the how many different languages are in the Lord of the Rings books that he came up with? There was it. The, I couldn't tell you. that I don't much. know. <laughs> Shame on you. Right, you're my, the you're okay, the expert let here. Let me say uh, my uh, <laughs> it, my extent read uh, it goes to um, the front of the book and then the back of the book, and that's uh, oh. that's my knowledge of it. Well, we can at least say there's there's definitely at least an elvish language in there. There's definitely dwarvish language in there. Uh, the the orc goblins. There's like f- four or five languages at least. 
I mean, I'm it depends on what you're on. basing it off of the movies or the 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 books. Because there's a lot of made up I stuff in the movies. See, I've never read the books. Or yeah, no, I've never read any of the books. I mean, um, as cliche as it is to say, the book is better. <laughs> oh, 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 no, they're they're always better. They're always better. I actually just finished uh, the latest, not the latest book, but uh, a song of a dance of ice and fire. Oh. I think of it and the Game of Thrones books. I think it's the last one. Get book six. No, I'm five. not sure. I have them all, but I've never read any of them. I did it in Audible. It was being, you know, working, and so it's, it's really the only thing I could do. The only way I could read them. It completely, one hundred percent, nothing in common with the shows, and and it's it, for the most part that's a lot of movies is the same way and Ethan's discovering that he's reading he's reading all the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. and cuz you know I'm raising them right and he uh he we're sitting down he's reading the books and then we watch the first Harry Potter and he goes dad this is um, this is nothing like it and I'm like yeah I know right and he goes the book is way better. And I'm like, I know. And then he did the Percy Jackson. He looks at me again with like this heartbroken disappointment. And he goes, dad, this didn't happen in the books. Why didn't they follow the books? And I say, Hollywood. Right. <laughs> I mean, you've got to look at your format. Like how much can we actually fit into oh, a yeah, two hour movie? Yeah. yeah but no. That being said, some of the movies are church. <laughs> I never really got into, you know, um, uh, fuck it. Harry Potter. Um, it, it just, I loved it. It was just never for me. Um, Disney did a bold thing when they took over Star Wars with that, and they 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 said, "Hey, because they they wanted to move forward with the universe." I know there's beef amongst Star Wars people about how Disney did things and dollar signs in their eyes, blah 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 blah. Um, it's it's their product; they're allowed to do what they want with it. And they said, okay, everything from this point is no longer canon. Why? Because they wanted to be able to do stuff with that universe without people flipping out and freaking out and going, hey, that's not how it happened in the books. Um, I just think Warhammer 40K, everybody would be happier if we just, you know, scrap the whole Star Wars series, start from the beginning. You're going to wait. Be- just wait. Scrap the whole series, <laughs> start from the beginning, and just let John Favreau direct the whole thing. Oh my gosh! Because the Mandalorian, no, oh, he's killing it. As long as we have Kevin Foggy in it too, like him taking care of, like he does them. He does uh, Kevin Foggy does all the Marvel universe, so he's in charge of all that stuff, including with he's worked with Sony, he's worked with uh, he worked with Fox, I think a little bit, and he has he's the one that has set up Phase One, Two, Three. He everything that has been intertwined and has been at his discretion. So we just need more Kevin Foggy's because that is just, Oh my God, what he's done with the Marvel universe is just splendiferous. Yes. And I'm using the word splendiferous in this podcast today. That is the word of the day, kids. Splendiferous. No, I'm going to cut that. Um, (laughs) um, But one of the neat things about like, say the Warhammer 40 K universe, they actually, say everything is canon but it might be a rumor that was started by the inquisition which is like basically their their secret police inside the 40k universe so they're like yeah that could be true or it could be just a rumor started by the inquisition to get you to think that and i was like all right that's a that's a clever way for their let to be the fan base and come up with their own stuff and they're like no that's just a rumor started that's not really what happened and it's it's neat it's fun it's a well-played take 
on that. Um, uh, what are I know you, you're you're huge into The Hobbit. Have you actually ever looked at the to- the tabletop game version? I of it have at all? not. I didn't even know there was a tabletop version. Really, that has been around. F- it's it's actually created by the same people who create Warhammer 40k Games Workshops. I think the only uh, tabletop stuff I've really done there was like the f- actually the first thing was we had that at least I had that like very brief like interaction with uh, Hero Clicks. And at that's yeah. At that point, an- I I don't know how old I was. I my go to is just to say I was eleven or twelve for everything because you know whatever. <laughs> um, but you know I was young. No matter what your age was, right. you look like you were eleven or twelve. Yeah, yeah. Still to this day, <laughs> well, what can you do? Um, you know, but I I remember really liking it. I don't know who most of the like superheroes are because superheroes aren't really my thing. But like. Yeah, uh, I just remember wanting them and like, like, oh, like I just wanted more in, than anything to like collect them instead of like actually play with them. But so I, I don't think I ever really did the tabletop of Hero Clicks. I think I just had them. Yeah, um, I think that's. What, I remember I was actually getting them at GameStop or yeah. it was at uh, EB Games. That's when it was still EB Games. We bought them from there, um, and. Uh, they actually almost died out uh, not too long after that. And then um, uh, this, uh, some websites brought it back, like some trading websites. And one of the people actually that we're going to have on the show, and that's a great segue into one of our guest hosts, is going to be a gentleman by the name of Travis. And he is one of uh, – he, he he's a very well-renowned uh, Heroclix player. He, is, he does a lot of stuff with them. He has a few podcasts. He has uh, a few Facebook pages. Um, he's an admin and a lot of different things. And he is, like, one of the go-to guys uh, for all the Heroclix world. And he does uh, a lot of, like, stuff with the nonprofits and competitions and everything. And I'm I, – I, going to get him on here and we're going to talk and I'm going to have an actual proper list. I don't have any of the information in front of me. It's just things I know he's going off of. And they, yeah, they've really brought back that universe too because uh, they, they were able to save the hero clicks world was able to, you know, the, the superhero side of it was saved. And then there was um, a horror movie side called horror clicks. Obviously there's some like clever naming there and a, um, a fantasy side. I think it was called mage Knights was the name of it. Um, and those actually went extinct. They, they didn't last much longer. I was going to uh, say, into I didn't that. know hero clicks was anything more than like superheroes or something like that no it and and, and it used to be uh they had them divided in three categories they had them dc marvel and indie and now they have ones for like there's all sorts of sets there's a set for that uh the the show the orville uh lone ranger which i get they don't talk about like nobody talks about it apparently because it was just like one of those sets that's like yeah we we shun this set (laughs) it was bad um like the Johnny uh, Depp they, Lone Ranger? Or, yes, oh, yes, okay. the Johnny Depp wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he made that set and everybody was like, but why? And there's like, there's an eight, there's an eight bit uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set. Uh, they, they've definitely broadened their, their horizons. I can't, and I want to say it is uh, WizKids. Yes, WizKids owns them now. They used to be owned, I think, by uh, NECA, NECA. Um, 
Yeah, uh, NECA. And I'm uh, again. I'll get corrected on that one later on in life. I'm sure. Like you, you, you idiot, you screwed up the name. I apologize. So now it's been noted. And then, yeah, he. he so we're going to have him on here, and he's definitely going to talk about that and bring up the history of it. And well, that'll be a fun conversation because we'll definitely reminisce a little bit here and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. And some of those things actually go for a lot of money now, um, which is an, another great segue for me. God, I'm good at these. Uh, we will be having a vintage toy collector um, on the show. His name's Jeremiah. And he's my go-to guy for when I buy, when I go to, so up here in New England, they call them tag sales. Uh, in the Midwest, we called them what, yard sales? And our garage, do they call them garage sales over in Indiana? I knew Virginia, we used to call them yard sales. Yard sales, garage sales, I've heard it all. Yeah, so yard sales, ta- yard sales, yard sales, and tag sales. <laughs> They're pretty wicked awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they he's my go-to guy for whenever I see toys or find things. I'm like, I'm like, hey, is this worth anything? And he'll be like, no, put it back, or yeah, no, buy 15 of them, buy whatever they have. You know, um, he'll tell me how long to hold on to stuff, and yeah. But now that we've gotten off way off subject for right, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that, of what you know, things are you into? I'm going to only talk about because we've been going for a pretty lengthy while yeah, now. It's um, a pretty long episode. <laughs> so I, I'm going to only touch on because I've touched on 40K. I've touched on we've touched on D&D. I'm going to touch on a game in an area of that I really love. And that's it's starting to make a huge uh, come into the uh the cinematic universe and this the 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 verses of pop culture uh, all together, and that is H.P. Lovecraft. Um, the game I love to play, and it is a it is a board game esque. It is a huge board game, and I absolutely love it. You can do six to eight players. I think is the the largest you can get, and it's called Cthulhu Wars, and it's made by a company called Sandy Peterson. That name should ring a bell. For for you kind of if you've ever played doom because he and i think quake they helped make um he actually i think they were the team that actually came up with those games um and then he has a bunch of tabletop games on planet apocalypse which i am a kickstarter for the new one uh it's just like basically your person that is on a planet that's basically hell and it's it, it's it sounds way more satanic and demonic as we're trying to be like, yeah, this is these are good and wholesome stuff. Uh, it sounds way worse than it really is. But uh, it's it's fun. It's neat. And but the Cthulhu uh, Cthulhu War games, it's you've got these really neat detailed models and it goes over the entire H.P. Lovecraft uh, universe. And it's not all these things are originally created by H.P. Lovecraft. And I didn't know that. Um he there are gods and creatures and stuff in his universe the eternals of basically if you will that he didn't create but the fandom was there and it helped expand that universe and nobody sat there and questioned it and nobody was like oh no that can't exist it's 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 neat uh how they just the culture they they embraced a lot of these new things um and it's just it's it's really neat because I, I love the board game. I love the details in it. I've you know I'll keep saying that, but they have an RPG version of it, which is called Call of Cthulhu, and that just has never has a happy ending. 
whatsoever. <laughs> There's like no happy, like the, the, the best happy ending you can expect in that game is you die peacefully in your sleep. And that, <laughs> that's, it's just, that's, not that's how you, that's how you win. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, it's, it's about keeping your sanity because all the, the, and we'll, we'll dedicate an episode to HB Lovecraft because he deserves a whole episode. Um, and I'm going to screw up all the names because apparently you're not supposed to be able to pronounce them in the human tongue. We don't have the capability to pronounce it. And that's part of the lore of this, which is neat. Um, but yeah, these, there's neat. it's neat to see that these kind of things that most people don't really know about or they know about. Like they know about Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, that big green guy with the tentacles on his face, right? He's a bad guy. Well, yeah. And, and no matter what, it's actually that they're in the lore. It's like you're not supposed to be able to say the words properly because our mouths are not made for this. And I was like, ah, that's kind of neat. So it gives me a reason to not say these things properly and I don't get judged. Cool. Um, but that's that's one of my favorite things. Uh, so I think we've pretty much covered everything that I want to cover. I feel like our bases are covered up in the episode. So as we're closing here, I want to make sure we branch out to our listeners uh, where they can follow us at. Uh, they can follow us on Twitter at, at NerdDNAPod, which is N-E-R-D-D-N-A-P-O-D. And you can follow us and like us on Instagram at DNAPod. Uh, please like, follow, uh submit questions that you guys want to answered about subjects. Um, that way we can be out there and answer and help you guys out and make sure we're talking about the subjects you guys want to hear about. It's not just little things that we like. I'm going to be honest. We're going to talk about the things we like because we love them and they deserve that attention and that appreciation. And there is definitely a fan base out there for that. However, if there's a subject that we haven't talked about yet, or there is a subject that you think we should get to in a priority versus like, so let's say Star Wars is coming out with another movie, which they probably will be. Uh, and you're like, hey, you should probably get this out quicker. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be my closing statements for right now. Um we are going to be working on some merchandise, uh, T-shirts, hats, patches, all that stuff. I'm just finalizing the logos and everything on our side uh, with my artists. Uh, and, but yeah, I think this is a good, well-rounded episode. I think this one is going to be a little bit lengthier than normal. Yeah, I'm okay with it because it's this is setting up the scene and our listeners are definitely getting to know us getting to know you um so on that note i'll let you uh joe do you have any closing statements or anything that you want to say before no, we yeah, uh, just um end the show yeah, send us ideas because like i said before i'm learning as much anybody who doesn't know any of this stuff so yeah I'm super interested to learn more stuff so send in send in things you want to hear us talk about um also if somebody can come up with a witty closing statement I would definitely appreciate that because I've got nothing right now. Right. Or, you know, theme the, songs, if you want to like send in a theme song or something like that, that would be dope. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and end it here. Uh, as always, my name's Steve Pugh. And I'm Joe. <laughs> That's it. That's all you're doing. And this is Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. Thank you and good night. See you.